Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kedron Valley. There was a garden there and Jesus went into it with his disciples. Judas, the traitor, knew the place well since Jesus had often met there with his disciples. And Judas brought the cohort to this place together with a detachment of guards sent by the chief priests and Pharisees, all with lanterns and torches and weapons. Knowing everything that was going to happen to him, Jesus came forward and asked, who are you looking for? Jesus, the Nazarene. I am he. They moved back and fell to the ground. Who are you looking for? J Jesus, the Nazarene. I have told you that I am he. If I am the one that you are looking for, let these others go. This was to fulfill the word he had spoken. Not one of those you gave me have I lost. Simon Peter, who carried a sword, drew it and wounded the high priest's servant, cutting off its right ear. Put your sword back in its scabbard. Am I not to drink the cup that the Father has given me? The cohort and its captain and the Jewish guard seized Jesus and bound him. They took him first to Annas because Annas was the father-in-law of Caiaphas. It was Caiaphas who had suggested to the people, it is better for one man to die. For the people. <laughs> Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. This disciple who was known to the high priest went into the high priest's palace. But Peter stayed outside the gate. So the other disciple, the one known to the high priest, spoke to the maid on duty at the door and brought Peter in. The maid on duty at the door said to Peter, aren't you another, aren't you another that man's disciples? He denied it, saying, I am not. Now it was cold, and the servants and guards had lit a charcoal fire. So Peter stood there warming himself with the others.
the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples. and about his teaching. I have spoken openly for all the world to hear. I have always taught in the temple and in the synagogue where all the Jews meet. I have said nothing in secret. But why ask me what I taught? Ask my hearers. They know what I said. At this, one of the guards who was standing by gave Jesus a slap in the face, saying, Is that any way to answer the high priest? If there is something wrong in what I have said, point it out. But if there is no offense, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him still bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Simon Peter stood there warming himself. Someone said to him, Hey, you, aren't you another of that man's disciples? He denied it, saying, I, 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 I am not. One of the high priest's servants? relation to the man whose ear Peter had cut off. He said, didn't I see you with him in the garden? Again, Peter denied it, saying, no, no, I, 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 I don't know him. And at once, a cock crowed. Peter, what a fascinating character. How could he possibly deny the fact that he even knew his best friend, Jesus, especially after he had promised that he would even die for him? How could he deny him, considering Jesus had even warned him that this might happen, this would happen? How could Peter do it? I would suggest that Peter was in denial far before that night. He was in denial about himself. Let me explain it in these terms. Carl Jung, the famous Swiss psychologist, coined the phrase shadow to refer to that part of each one of us that casts the dark side 
Every one of us has a dark side, that part of us that we rather is hidden from us most of the time, everyone else can see it, that those weaknesses or faults or failures that we have that we don't like to think about, we don't like to present, but you know it, it's there. And we must, according to Jung, see this part of ourselves, acknowledge it, admit it. Unless we do, it will surely overcome us, as it did Peter. Peter was not aware of his weakness. He was boasting, thinking he was so strong. And Jesus was trying to reveal there's a weak side. We should know that. With every one of our gifts, there's a flip side. With every one of our strengths, there's a weakness. Peter could be strong, but Peter could be weak. Do you know your strengths and do you know your weakness? It's a very important lesson for us. Jesus wants to teach us that we need to know our faults and our failures because if truth be known, most of us are not as good as we like to think that we are. Not that we're as bad as we might imagine sometimes. It's easy to be strong and to believe when everything's going right, but you know when things are going wrong, that's the real test of faith. I'll never forget the day that I discovered that I had cancer. That very morning, I prayed in this very church before this beautiful cross of Christ in the background. And I prayed the most beautiful prayer, oh God, I give you my whole life. Take me, use me, however you would wish no matter the suffering or the sacrifice. Obviously, I didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> but I felt so good about that prayer, and it was very sincere. I felt so strong in making this offering. But later that afternoon, as I sat in a doctor's office, and he informed me that I had renal cell carcinoma, I was in shock. I guess you could say I was in a little denial myself. Naturally so, it takes a while for that kind of news to sink in, you know. And I remember coming back later that night to this church and praying again before this cross with this new news. And I remember how I had prayed earlier that day and my prayer that night went, Jesus, this is not what I meant. <laughs> what are you doing? And I began to cry. Like Peter, I began to cry not because I had cancer, but because I realized I did not have courage, the courage to really live the prayer that I had promised the Lord. I pray that we all be given the gift of tears to know our faults, our failures, yes, our sins, so that we may be humbly come to know ourselves and in knowing ourselves come to know our dear Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs>